This episode is in partnership with Authority Magazine. Authority Magazine, a medium publication, is devoted to sharing in-depth and interesting interviews featuring people who are authorities in business, pop culture, wellness, social impact, and tech. Using interviews to draw out stories that are both empowering and actionable. Authority Magazine believes that good stories should feel beautiful to the mind, heart, and eyes. Welcome to this week's Believe in People, where today we'll meet traveler, actor, and soul seeker Jane Sibbett. From her role as Ross's wife on the sitcom Friends, to her role as a spiritual prayer dancer, Jane's life is a journey. Jane, welcome to Believe in People. Oh, thank you for having me, Amy and Kevin. It's so great that you're here. Jane, you just got back from Alaska. What took you there? Well, it was an invitation basically to uh, take care of my dog up there. <laughs> but it turned out to be this great adventure. Uh, one of those life-changing adventures, truly. Um, my business partner was uh, teaching uh, ice climbing and orienteering, and I needed to go and help with our dog. And But it turned into a big adventure of, of story and connection all sorts of things. It's one of those things that just like threw me into this ice, into this world and really flipped my lid. I'm still processing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, <laughs> I happen to be the father of a young woman who lives in Alaska and has been there for about six years now. And I must say, I've been to Alaska multiple times throughout my career and life and what have you, but you use the word spiritual. And I have to tell you, I mean, there, listen, there are periods, times of the year where it's anything but a spiritual experience to be in Alaska. If you're in the middle of a blizzard or an ice storm or what have you, where, or even the wind sometimes, but it is, I mean, you can, especially when the, the Aurora Borealis shows up or something. It is an out-of-body experience. And for someone who is as spiritual as you are, how do you describe how that happens to you? Because it's such a natural environment. You know, all of those things that you just talked about, I experienced. I experienced a a blizzard a little bit, but the incredible winds, the incredible snowstorm that you can't see in front of your face. The way that, that you go out and you're thrown out into, like when I got into Fairbanks, it wasn't that cold. It was only negative eight. But that was a shock to this California girl to have that kind of cold and to be thrown out into the woods immediately and have to go like take take the dog out where the, the wolves are and the moose are. And it was deeply a spiritual experience. And the, the Aurora Borealis, I mean, literally, I actually thought for a moment that I might have to live there a longer time. Because mm-hmm. it, the interface with the real world was so profound and so moving. Yeah. So as long as you have the right equipment, I think it's all right. As long as you're warm. <laughs> and I had beautiful negative 40 degree coats and pants and things like that. So I could experience it. Highly mm. recommend it. So where does your daughter live? In, in Fairbanks. Oh, just outside of Fairbanks. Yeah. And so that's um, where- 
spends uh, spends a lot of time uh, in the in the wild um, in uh, indigenous communities and uh, doing uh, environmental surveys and the like. And I think it has it's it. I think it's been uh, life changing in many ways. And um, and so there you have it. It it it's um, it's it's just the natural environment and to be in it. I mean, it, the world is a lot more than urban areas as, as you know, you find out when you go to a place like that. But I, I guess I wanted to know really, uh, how does it, I mean, how does it affect you? Because you did describe yourself as a Southern California girl. When you see that this kind of environment that you're in, um, does it change you? Yes, I'm most definitely changed. I've always been a fringe girl. I actually grew up in the north in Northern California, but I've always been one who's interfaced with the elements anyway. So I was always in a sailboat, riding my horse, or always in the mountains climbing. Or and then I moved my family to Hawaii for seven years. So lots of ocean swimming, lots of whale swimming and dolphin swimming. Really, it was. It's always been important. That's always been my interface with spirit, with with source, with God goddess all that is every you know whatever you want to call the creator um force and but alaska was different alaska moved me in the way that it was it was probably the closest thing but very different than when i swam with the humpback whales for the first time i swam with them for three weeks in tonga every single day except for sundays and it was the it was this the feeling of just being in the mountains and really being able to listen to all the elements. I know it sounds for some people like, whoa, this is, we got, we got off the deep end, but you can't help but to feel that, especially when you see the unseen forces of the solar storm and meeting the electromagnetic field with the aurora borealis. You can't dispute the fact that there's a lot of really beautiful energy dancing all the time when you're in this kind of world it really it's so so to to talk about how i am right now i'm still having trouble with words i went for a walk yesterday i i needed to have a walk i walk so fiercely every day like six hours with a dog across glacial fields and all sorts of things when we were traveling all around alaska this these last few weeks and I felt as if I could look up and I could still see the mountains or I, 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 my ears were listening for the crunch of the snow to make sure I wasn't hitting ice. It was a really, um, it was a, it, it was kind of, uh, as if I was in multiple planes. So for some, that might sound psychotic <laughs> coming from my background in, in Hollywood, but it's also this hologram that we create as artists. So it's not that far a jump for me as artists. When you're on stage, you're creating a reality, right? With your audience, you're creating a new world and everyone's buying into this kind of world. Alaska showed me that that world can come back with me too. So just the way that you might think of your child, even a memory when they were a, a child and you're holding them in your arms and you can remember that laugh that just made you cry, you know, that mm. kind of thing. So. And, and, you know, Jean, I think, I think the, the really interesting power, energy, or vibe is that you're so open to it. And I think that's what makes such a difference no matter where you are in the world. And I think Alaska just elevated that experience for you. So which segues kind of into your, and I, I, we'd like to learn more about this. You're a conduit you're a, of, um, or a prayer dancer. What is involved in that experience? Wow, oh, Amy, you know, I 
still trying to work through this. And this is part of the reason why I've been working on this memoir for, for a while, because I'm still trying to process it. It was, it was, it was not anything that I ever expected. It was anything I trained for. And then suddenly, boom, there was a gift going through me that I think that we all have. But here's a, here's the thing too. What's the process? As an actor, you train, you work very hard. I was a method actress. I went to UCLA, got my, my degree there. You work very hard on the specificity of a sense recall. You work very uh, diligently on making sure that you remember how it feels to fall in love. And so I'm open in that way. Even when I was going through it years and people were saying, why did you get chosen? You know, and I was saying the same thing. Why me? I'm an actress. So the last thing you want for a conduit, if you're actually someone who actually can get out there and help people, which has gratefully and surprisingly been happening for eight years now. What I, what, what I wanted to know was why an actress and what I heard from Source was because you've already opened up that toolbox. You already know what it's like to be creating um, new sensations or joy or connecting with love through your, through your craft. So you already know about these tools. And so I think that I'm in this new place now where I'm realizing, yes, we all can learn this if we all um, I call it spiritual athleticism, that we all mm-hmm. work more diligently on, on being aware of where is the beauty today? Like if you're walking down the sidewalk and you see that little weed poking through and there's a little flower coming out of that weed and to take that and go, look at that tenacity. That is tenacity mm-hmm. right through the crack in the sidewalk or hearing a bird like, wow, I can hear that bird. Is it a nest? Is there a new life? Your Your heart is constantly yearning for experiences of joy. And so I feel like this is this is where I'm at right now. I don't know if I answered. I still feel like I'm, I wrote about this in my newsletter this last week that I feel like my I'm bones and that Alaska is just kind of washing through still. So please forgive me if I'm spiraling like a Northern light right now. <laughs> well, um, a couple of, a couple of things. You mentioned that you're an actress. I think we should point yeah. out that perhaps the role that, most people would know you by it was being Ross's ex-wife who became a lesbian or always was a lesbian, but got married anyway to Ross on Friends. Okay, so we've said that. So we don't have to say mm-hmm. that anymore in the show. You're also <laughs> being involved in some films and and mm-hmm. um and you write. So now I'm going to get back into the other thing. You said something that okay. I think really stuck with me a second ago. And that was you just sort of blurted out, where is the beauty today? And I thought, well, that's kind of a neat thing to say. Yeah, where, where is the beauty today? Well, of course, if you're all muddled into whatever we all get muddled into, you're not going to be looking for it. So you have to kind of, I guess what you're saying, you kind of have to break out of that and seek it. Yeah. Okay, so there's, so there's me picking up on something that you said. Whether or not there's going to be a question out of all of this is beyond <laughs> me at this point. But I'm, I'm like, so so yeah, anyway, so I'm... I'm being just as you know psychotic as you said that you were, but um, but then you you mentioned something else, and that is the energy when you were talking about the Northern Lights. You said about you know there's all this energy that actually we don't really understand it. I mean you know guys or um, scientists will say well it's the result of this and this from refraction and all these. Okay, yeah, but it's also like incredibly beautiful. 
And I guess in, in some ways that it's kind of like a wake up, you know, it's like, it's, it's yes. like a dream, except it's real. So yes. somehow, so, so somehow take that profundity and turn it into why you do dancing hands. I'm thinking you know, dancing, dancing hands and Northern Lights dancing. That's how, that's where I'm coming from. I hope right. you understand where I'm coming from. I do, I do, and it, and it, we've always. I think that for a very long time, at least this maybe this segment of our culture has had a hard time expressing ourselves because there has been so much rigidity in how we believe and how we interact with source energy. And source energy, and I, I also interact with the Pura Vida, which you know is all that ground. So we work together, you know, the source and the and the grounding of the Pura Vida. That's the mountains and the ice and the snow and the ice caves, you know, and the and the wolves and the the moose, all of that. So I find it beautiful. Beautiful. You, I just want to go back to what you were saying also about believing in people. What an awesome title for a podcast. What an, an essential bit of medicine for our culture right now and i just want to thank you first for creating this because we do need this we need great stories where we can believe in people again because so many of us have been heartbroken and we have to pull it together thank you so why, why dancing hands huh why why the why we were there at this place and dancing and we're seeing this i think we're all changing right exactly right we're changed by seeing the invisible What's normally invisible? That's always there. Yes, the scientists know it. Yes, the 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 shamans may see it and feel it all the time in the priests. I am grateful that I have this new experience, not of, only of Northern Lights, but this is new for me in the last eight years to be able to see um, other energies coming forward. Whether it might be masters, whether and some and sometimes what happens to me too is very strange when I dance in big groups my hands dance and sources moving through me that sometimes people even see the face of a loved one that's passed on interface on my face almost the way that the northern lights dance in front of the mountains and they dance behind the mountains so i have had so many people coming to me and saying just falling into tears and seeing their mother that they haven't seen in a decade or or um a, a child that they lost it's been, and I have no sense of it. I'm just a conduit in it again. So I think that these bigger experiences for me to go to Alaska and have a sense of this reminds me again, the essential nature of us to follow those impulses, those personal impulses to interface with what's greater than us, because that lifts us up. I was so, raised. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jane. No, I was just going to say I was raised in a really traditional background, but there was some big thing that happened with my mom and the church. And I liked church because I got to wear my shiny little Mary Janes. And, you know, I liked to wear cute my little dresses at age four. And from that point on, when my mom suddenly said, we're not going to church anymore, I'm like, well, then I've got to find God. And so I, you know, and so I'd climb up the trees and I'd go out in my rowboat and all these things that I would do to find God because I knew, I knew in my heart that there was something there. I'd always felt like this special connection and, you know, went from one church to the next, to the next, to the next, and, you know, Southern Baptist, which is really conservative, but really cruel to Catholics, which are my friends, you know, and this, you know, there was lots of experiences where I saw even people when I came, you know, to be on friends and, 
playing a woman who is the, the first lesbian marriage on television and seeing people from my past who professed to walk the walk of love and of, you know, of what they'd been told Jesus was about suddenly saying I was going to burn in hell. I'm like, wait, that's not the God that we feel in our heart. So it, all of these things have just like blown me right up. I'm like, okay. So We've been controlled and controlled and controlled and spoon-fed our information in our way to be with source. But what I see now is how important it is if we want to have that sustaining joy that we really do seek out that beauty and that love and look as you too do um, for the beauty in people. And so we have belief in people because that encourages more people to rise up, right? Wow. It's true. And, and Jane, so... So for us mere mortals, and really because it's about energy and love and light, and you mentioned that we're all here for a great purpose, and you're you're reminding us that our light is uh, for the best of the high, our highest good. But what if for us we we're not sure what that is, or how do we capture it, or how do we know what our purpose is in order for us to use it for good? How, how do we do that? Yeah, that's a really great question. I have a lot of people coming to me and asking, what's my gift? And what I, all I can do is, because I'm still learning how to share that. I know that the gift that runs through me reflects back, whether it's in my dance or my vibration or the voice or, you know, whatever it is, source uses me as a tool to reflect back their perfection. And when people get a glimpse of their perfection, just even a glimpse something wakes up, something that's been buried, you know, whether, whether we have memories of being burned at the stake or, you know, other, uh, per- for our- Yeah, I have those memories. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so funny though, but you might, gonna, you might have been a warlock. I want to ask you, okay, so how, where's the glimpse? This is, this is really yes. fascinating. Where's the glimpse, Jane? How do we find the glimpse then? What are we listening, looking, feeling for? Uh, again, I, I say that this is, it's, it's personal. You're looking for some light and recognition of your love and your beauty. So for some people, it could be meditating and, fu- and, and just focusing on love. I do, I, you know, in, in workshops, I have worked with people who are not even writers, um, a lot of actors also to work on this I love you exercise, which is really, it has this magic thing, just even saying the words I love you seems to like crack open some kind of egg. And so I would perhaps, besides telling people, you know, come on, you know, come and join the circle with me and you're going to see what that's like and see what it feels like because there's something that pops through. But if a mere mortal would just to read these words and not feel them in their heart, like have all these layers on top, I would say, do your best to get out in nature. Do your best to see, to, to nature is, I would say the close, well, no, nature and sex are the closest ways to feel, feel spirit. That ex- ecstasy, I don't know, this is that, that's another right hand term, but the ecstasy one feels when they're having beautiful or making love beautifully um, and in beautiful connection. That's also that kind of ecstatic experience that I feel when I'm with source. So, being in nature, walking in nature, spending time with yourself, breathing, turning, unplugging, all of those things are important. And then community. 
I have found that when people are working in, this is why people have gathered together in churches and temples and synagogues and all of the, all of these ways that we've gathered because we do feel that unifying force when we're working together. But you also have to be in a place where you are still completely focused on this heart, not giving away your power, but really, really looking for this interface. I don't know. I don't, not everyone is tuned to this yet, but I think more and more people are realizing how much there's an inner yearning at least to know and not just right before they die um really to know why they're here on this planet do you know why you're here on this planet that's a great um, question pass <laughs> i pass <laughs> i mean uh, obviously um perhaps <laughs> it's even part of the reason why we do this podcast is is that is that uh, we're all looking forward to you know we we don't know where this journey is going to take us, but at least we can enjoy speaking to other people uh, along the way. Because uh, I've, you've, I've never really met anyone that I can't learn something from, and um, you know that's what we're doing with you right now. Can I ask you, um, yeah. Jane? Um, and this is a podcast. I mean, you can watch it if you've got your YouTube on or something like that. But if you're driving in your car, you can't watch it. And uh, we spoke about dancing hands earlier. Obviously, if you're listening in your car, you're not going to be able to see dancing hands. But um, well, let's let's. I'm going to ask you to do a little demonstration and explain what it is that you're doing. I've noticed okay. that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when Amy is asking questions. She's now waving her arms around, unlike, you know, like she's never done before. And so you've already had it. You've already had an influence on her. So will you just will you just do a little bit of it and tell us what it is and and why and and listen in everyone. Why is why? I don't know why. I mean, it's just that's this is how it first happened. So. Uh, to go just a little bit into the story, I was producing um, for Healers and Helpers and my hands are already dancing and I don't have to do any preparation for it. They just start happening. But I was helping produce uh, little mini documentaries and then helping produce live events for Healers and Helpers. And then one named Abdi tapped me on my forehead and I went down um, and my hands began to move just like this. No instructions included. Um, I and then then he came around another hour, went back down, boom, back on the ground. And when I got up, people were saying that they could feel the energy coming off of my hands; they could see it. Now those are finely tuned people, and I'm like, oh uh, no, not really. I'm not that person. I was freaked out by the whole woo world. This is not. This was not traditionally my world. I would make jokes about that kind of thing. Maybe I was um, very helping people that were bonafide healers, like the people I was working with, but I'm an actress and suddenly my hands are moving and I have no idea. So I, I asked a few questions, but what mostly what my hands did was they began dancing and they would wake me up dancing. And so I would watch my um, digits uh, work and I, and I was fascinated by the beauty of what the dance was. And I didn't know what, it, what was really going on. And, but they would begin to reach out to people that were having some issues and as that happened um these people were feeling the energy immediately now not again not everybody's tuned to this energy but people like hardcore christians and jews and buddhists and people who have no belief system whatsoever and would actually laugh at me and hear about this like this will never happen and i'm like and they hear like how's that thumb of yours you haven't been able to move that thumb in some time you know that arthritis is pretty bad 
And like, I don't believe in this. I'm like, well, what would happen if you actually just let go of that belief system that you don't believe in these things and just let it go and see, oh, wouldn't that be cool if something really great happened here? And then suddenly, you know, the arthritis was gone. So it can happen in all sorts of ways. So um, why dancing hands? Again, I think that most people are used to seeing energy coming out of hands or, you know, there's hands on healers. There's a lot of energy coming out of these hands. But when I speak for those who are driving, um, some people might even feel it in the vibration or they might even just imagining what my hands are doing. They can kind of see it. Um, it's kind of hypnotic. Yeah, I, I'm not, I know that also, you know, again, th this is the old hardcore Christian, you, you know, born again at 1.2 and born and born and born and born like a million times over, apparently, um, would never believe in or, or that, or the crazy stuff where people, I would be dancing with people and they would start talking in what they call light language. And I'm like, please God, don't give me the freaky language. And then suddenly a language started coming forward. I'm like, that's not light language. is it? Cause that's freaky. Like, no, this is the language of love. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, Oh, LOL. Perfect for an actress that comes out of comedy. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, it's like there's constantly this dialogue running that they're using the toolbox and the toolbox comes from comedy and the levity and not to take any, any pattern of my past too seriously. I've made lots of mistakes. This is not a person who has been clean her entire life. I promise you this. Um, you know, the, this, this, uh, this vessel has had many mistakes, but <laughs> now with that, there comes humility and the desire to make it better for others because even with all my mistakes, I've also had some really rough times, like many of you, uh, like many of you know the people that are listening. I've had some really rough times. And so I'm just grateful that Source can help this way. So I'm not a psychic, but I will see things that I'm supposed to see and I don't ever go where I'm not supposed to go. So I'm not like looking through your, your journals right now. So, so you know, because <laughs> I don't do that unless... <laughs> Unless your higher self said, hey, what do you think about, you know, this little point on my back that's really kind of sore? You know, I might see that or I might I might see an issue, um, a relationship issue that might need some extra support. And source will just go in there. I've worked with people that don't speak English. Um, I've had people, uh, there's a, there was a woman in particular I'm thinking of in, in D.C., she brought her mother who doesn't didn't speak English and didn't tell her mom what, she, you know, her mom um didn't know why she was there and my hands just went right to her back on her spot and they sat there for a minute on the back of her spine and then her mother started crying and then um, her daughter said what's going on the pain that I've had for the last five years is gone and so and even even a woman brought her mother in that was in late dementia and this is oh yeah I wish I could use this I would think about this more because she, late stages of dementia she had forgotten her daughter's name already and I danced with her just like I sat in front of her and her mother just kind of watched my hands. And then she said that she took her mother home and her mother was set back like five years in the best possible way. Like she could remember, she was having clear thoughts. She, you know, she wasn't exhibiting any signs of dementia. There are some re I've had some experiences where, you know, everything from tumors being removed to um, suddenly uh, financial flourishing in companies when I've danced um, as a surprise guest <laughs> for a company, then, you know, um, you know, months later, they suddenly have this booming industry. These are, uh, are, are, are you, are you suggesting that this stuff is a cure? 
I am suggesting what it I'm that this is a con, that there is a conduit of energy coming through that interacts with your higher self, yeah. individual or in a group, to align what might be best for the best and the highest good of one and all. So I always say that one and all because if it's so if someone's looking for wealth and that they like they must have wealth, must have wealth. I'm not a manifestation coach, but if that is the best and highest good, then that will come through. So because they've because they've also t- retuned themselves, their higher self says, "Okay, here's a here's a door." You know, uh, th- yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I always feel like I I clean the dance floor. You can come out and dance if you want to. You don't have to. No one's. I I never force myself on anybody. But I've seen some magnificent, miraculous chefs that I never ever would have thought, including. And- over you know so that's been interesting yeah, too it's so it helping people over that's interesting jane so really you're the life the energy or the um opportunity or the light um to be sean 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 <laughs> on those who are willing to embrace it you're not you're not pushing you're not you're just inviting what you're doing is you're really inviting yeah it's so an yeah. And so I, I want to invite you and Kevin and I, we asked this question um, at the end of our uh, uh, conversation to all of our guests. I'm going to invite you to answer this. Why do you believe in people? <laughs> because I see their, I see who they really are. I, I think that I've always been crazily optimistic, surprisingly optimistic, especially with all the things that I, I have seen and have had, had coming toward me. I believe in people because I've always known their essential nature is really love. And that's always been my through line in my, in my work as an actress. And it continues on here that I believe that we are essentially love. And if there is some um, break in that, it's because love was denied or love was um, locked up. But I believe that people essentially are love and if you can remind them of that perfection, everything is possible. Everything is possible. So, thank you, thank you for sharing the dancing hands. Thank you for we can't stop. how inspirational dancing Northern Lights dancing hands. And um, and now that we're done, I'm going to venture out for a walk like you do, and I'm going to. Seek out the beauty. So there you have it. I'm Thanks so for being excited. with us. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Amy. What Thank a joy. Thank you, Really a pleasure. Bless you both. Well, Kevin, I am now going to look for that little uh, sprout coming out of the cracks <laughs> of the pavement and appreciate the fact that that, you know, it was nudging or trying to express itself in some way. That's what I'm going to do. Well, as someone who spent his life blabbing on television and waving his arms around like a TV guy, I'm actually going to maybe spend a little time using my hands in maybe a gentler, more open way. And uh, if you want to use your ears in a more gentle and open way, then subscribe to our modest little podcast. And you too can find that little flower popping up out of the cracks. Thanks for listening to Believe in People. See you next week. Thanks, everyone. 